be excited for what you are doing together with him. We also want to thank our choristers. After COVID, things have changed. And I don't see them rehearsing. We don't see them coming here every week to rehearse and practice. But my goodness, Sunday after Sunday, my goodness, how do you interpret that? Aren't they a blessing to us? So why do you do your rehearsals? On the phone or Zoom or where? But please keep it up. Keep pushing. Hallelujah. Keep pushing and keep inviting others to join you. Because you are blessing us. Are they not blessing us? They are blessing us. Really, really blessing us. And so we are grateful. We are grateful. We, we are lifted up anytime you minister. Some of us struggle with the words. But sometimes, please, recall the, the, the songs, voice. And put it on the platform. Don't do it anything beacious. Just record it. One person sing like the first one you sang. I can't remember the words again. <laughs> but record it. Put it on the platform for us. Let's make it part of our devotion. Amen. What a blessing you are to us. We thank God for the ushers. And the work you're doing. We appreciate that. And the deacons. Who are all over the place. And many others who are working behind the scenes. Please. Aggressively recruit others to join you. Recruit others to join you in the work you are doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's put our hands for all these who are working in the church and keeping the church going. We are very grateful. Very, very grateful. You know, as a pastor, for me, my greatest challenge is to get more people to work. Sometimes I overload you. I overload you. But please, don't squeeze your face if I call you and I know you've been doing well. And uh, you can't do everything. But the work is a lot. So it's you know I will call. I will, I will call others. Is you know I will call. It's because we appreciate what you are doing. You to call others. Uh, if even they squeeze your face, I call them. Call them. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe tomorrow the WMU are meeting. 
Is that not so? So please, wear your uniform and come. And get more people to attend. Having heard about the men's meeting. But it must not, July must not go away. You must meet. So please promote it. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Get people to attend these meetings. And keep motivating people. Keep encouraging people to attend. Hallelujah. Amen. Today I'm preaching on the topic Be the wife of Christ. Be the wife of Christ. Do you know that Christ has a wife? Please, listen to the teaching well. It will go with the scriptures. Understand it well. So that you won't go and say somewhere that Jesus has a wife and you can't explain it. Wife. W-I-F-E. W-I-F-E. Jesus had a wife. This wife. W-I-F-E. Stands for what the church, how the church relates with Christ. W means that they worship Christ. W They were instructed by Christ. Christ and they were learning from Christ. F means that they were in fellowship with one another. And ye mean that they were involved in evangelism. They were introducing Christ to others. Wife. And in the wife, W-I-F-E. W-I-F-G. That is why Christ loves the church. Because the church is a good wife. Those of you who are wives, listen very carefully. The church is the wife of Christ. And the church worship Christ. The church worships Christ. Who is the husband of the church? They gave him reverence. They respect Christ. So if you are a wife, respect your husband. Worship your husband. Give reverence to Christ. Give reverence to your husband. A wife who doesn't worship and reverence his husband is not a good wife. It's a troublesome wife. It's a difficult wife. It's a failure. 
and wife must worship the husband. You must reference your husband. Please, say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My darling, thank you. The wife must reverence the husband. Worship him. Adore him. Your husband. Because the more you do that for Christ, the more you can do that for your husband. If you are doing that for Christ, and you are not doing that for your husband, we call that a double life, a double standard. They call that hypocrisy. But you are not. The church is not hypocritical. The church is pure. Dedicated. Devoted. If you worship your husband. Yes, I mean it. Worship your husband. You look at the marriages that are doing well. The women are so busy. They are busy in the house. All the attention is upon the husband. What he needs, what he wants. His dress. His food. His errands. They are always around the husband. Worshipping the husband. Serving the husband. That is the church. If you do that as a wife, if we do that as a church, the power of God, the grace of God will come upon the church, will come upon your home. Your home will be sweet. Your home will be peaceful. Your home will be full of the reverence of God. But if you are a wife, and you don't pay attention to your husband, when he says something, you don't hear. Then your house will be tensed. Will be tensed. Your husband does not feel comfortable in the home. Yes. There are some men who are not comfortable in the home. You know when the choir sings. When the choir sings. And they worship. There is an atmosphere of 
peace. There's an atmosphere of peace. Our faith becomes easy to believe God. The church is a worshiping church. And in everything, as individuals, as a body, we must worship Christ. When we do that, our husband, Christ, will be all over us. My wife has asked me, ah, are you the only one with a wife? Because I'm all around her. In the kitchen, so I go there. In the bedroom, in the bathroom, everywhere. You know why? Because she is doing everything she is doing is about me. Everything she is doing is about me. Yes, if you like, try that. Make the worship of your husband a big priority. Yes, make it a big priority. But if you behave like a carnal believer, who don't doesn't think about Christ, you don't sing about Christ. You don't believe Christ. You don't meditate about Christ. You will find that Christ is far away from you. You will sense his presence in your life. You may have complaints about God. And grievances about God. The reason. But your worship is shallow. Look through the New Testament. From the book of Acts. Everywhere. They were worshiping Christ. In the temple. From house to house. Even in prison. When things were difficult. They were still worshiping Christ. They were still worshiping Christ. So as a wife. If you want to experience the presence and the promises and the power of God, worship your husband. Worship Christ. What did the scripture say? Verse 42, Acts 2. And they were devoted themselves Look at 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people. 46. And every day they were devoted. Be a devoted wife. 
Don't be an ordinary wife. Let's not be ordinary Christians. Let's be devoted Christians who worship God. Don't treat your husband as one of the men. They are not one of the men. That's your choice. And God's choice for you among Hundreds of men. He is your man. He is your husband. And by the way, he's not going anywhere. Till death do you part. It's a forever relationship. Our God is not dead. Dead. Our Jesus is not dead. He is a forever savior. And your husband is forever. Tell death do you pass. And so do it well. Worship him well. Serve him well. Praise him well. Give him attention well. And see how his crutchy powers will come. See how he will give you everything you need. Be a extraordinary wife. Not the wives on the streets. Be the wife who have been touched by God. Christ touched the church. And see how the church were moving. The wife of Christ. They were moving they were moving every page of the Bible they were worshipping God W worship W worship I instructions they were devoted to the instructions of the apostle, the instructions of Christ. They had a learning experience with the word of God. These new believers were devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The promise of Christ that the Holy Spirit would teach them was unfolding in every page of the Bible. They were being taught. Remember that it is Luke who wrote Acts of the Apostles. He wrote Luke, the Gospel of Luke. He didn't finish. And he continued with Acts. About what Jesus began to teach and to do. And in Acts, what Jesus continued to do and to teach. So Christ was giving the church, his wife, instructions. Instructions. 
The wife must be listening to the instructions of the husband. Listen to the instruction of your husband. We are a teaching church. We teach children. We teach youth. You should come and see how the children teachers prepare. Weekend after weekend, they have a series about the characters of the Bible. And the series they are teaching with activity, with drama, the things are being taught, the youth are being taught, the adults are being taught. We have been teaching like that. Christ is teaching his church. And the early church were devoted to the teaching of the apostles. The wife of Christ. They were devoted. So in learning, one way of learning is both to listen and to write. You listen, you write. Because there are some veins on your fingers that runs all the way to your brain. And when you are writing, you are stimulating your brain. That's why part of child development, they have my first copy book. And they are learning how to write. Whether it's A, B, C, or well, one, two, three, they are learning to write. They are forming vowels and consonants and sentences. They are writing. Because as they use this motor movement of the fingers, it's stimulating the brain. And the brain is becoming active. Writing all all the way to old age so that even in old age we should be writing yes it's good to type typing once you're using your fingers and you are doing something with your fingers the brain is being stimulated so the early church were under instruction of the apostles everything that Jesus taught them they were teaching the church they had a learning experience so wise listen to your husband listen to your husband Husband's instructions. Don't be yabi 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 yabi. The church that is always talking and not learning will not be a growing church. Because the church of Jesus Christ it's a teaching church. The, the church is a learning church. So as a wife, 
Be a learning wife. Sometimes your husband will teach you by talking. Sometimes he will teach you by his behavior. By what? How he behaves. His mood. You must learn. When your husband is quiet, you must learn what he is saying. That he hasn't spoken. Sometimes Jesus will be there and he will not talk. But you can learn what he's not saying verbally. You can feel what Jesus wants to say to you. So in the same way, you must know your husband. One day I went on the retreats with a couple. And I'm asking the man, the, the man, I'm asking the man what he thinks, because they were fighting. I asked the man what he thinks the woman doesn't like and is the reason why he wants to leave the marriage. He doesn't know. I said, guess. He said, he doesn't know. 44 years of marriage. Your husband, your wife says he's going to leave you. Your husband says he's going to leave you. You can't figure out. You can't figure out what is wrong. If you're a wife like that, you are a very foolish wife who don't pay attention to what is wrong with your husband and what is paining him and what is worrying him. If you cannot guess what is troubling him, then you are a very foolish wife. You must be a wife that is wise. That can know things even when your husband has not spoken. It means that you are a learning wife. Yes, it means you are a learning wife. The church had a learning experience. They were taught. And this goes to the husbands. We must teach our wives. We must teach them. Not with a condescending and overbearing attitude, but we have to teach. Every husband must teach. I have a meeting with my wife once a week. And we teach each other. This is beyond Bible study. This is practicalizing what we do in Bible study. Sometimes we teach about how we talk. In fact, sometimes he would take the whole week and said, and tell me, Monday you do this. I didn't like it. Tuesday you did it. I didn't like it. But I leave it. I said, eh, so 
Are you angry with it? I'm not angry with it, but I'm telling you. So be a three fan out to you now, or say, Draw that we away, and bring that we away, no men pay out into a boyfriend, not the day. And includes things that doesn't even concern the two of us. It concerns sometimes what I did in church. Yeah, I, yeah. I talk in church. The yeah. timing I came, he will list all, he will teach me. Me the same way. I'll call her, I'll sit her down. I said, Your work in traffic. We, week after week, we sit down and I teach her ethics, language, relationship, topic. We pick one and we talk about that. So, husbands, you must teach your wives. Sit them down and teach them. Teaching have many forms. It can be a discussion. Yeah, discussion. It can be instruction. And I say, woman or say be. It can even be a debate. Sometimes we debate. It's I say, more debating. And then you discuss it. Now more, more can Then you know what each other is thinking. Now when we say But the point is that there have to be instruction. So that wise can have a learning experience. F. 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 The church had fellowship. There was fellowship. They were meeting together. In church. sorry. And then house to house. They were meeting with each other. And those meetings were genuine and sincere. They were meeting each other's needs. If you are lying, they tell you you are lying. And if you don't repent, then the Holy Ghost will kill you. And so they were all afraid in the church. And so in the same way, wife and husband must have fellowship. 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 And talk. Talk with your husband. Talk with her. Talk with him. Speak together. Sit down. Converse. And they were also eating. They were eating together. They were eating together. They were eating together. Eating together. At least you must eat with your husband. Eat with your husband. At least eat with your husband. Yes, eat with your husband. And that's what we do in church. We must visit each other and eat in each other's homes. Eat in each other's homes. It doesn't have to be a plush home. When I was growing up as a young believer, I have fellowship with my brothers and sisters. I will invite them home. 
At home was not a plush home. The food was only one. Kinky. My mother makes kinky. We were three boys. So we do the kinky. We do the corn. We carry it on our head to the meal. We bring it down. We do the firewood. And we do the banku and the... Uh, this thing, and then we mold it. We do all. The only food my mother had was kinky. My brothers didn't like it. But me, because I'm a Christian, I pray over it. Say, God, let this kinky be like cake in my mouth. And God answered it. So when my friends come to the house, they are coming to eat my mommy's kinky. Then my mother's head will be big like that. He will bring the kinky and the fish and the shito in the open. And my friends will sit down will be sweating with the pepper and will be eating. And then we will pray. My mother knows all my friends. The boyfriends, the girlfriends, all the sisters and the brothers who were coming to the house. We were together. Brothers and sisters. That's how churches run. Go to each other's home. Visit each other. And we pray together. We sang together. Fellowship. Fellowship. You close church. Loving talk to somebody. You know that this person in the whole month, the whole year, having talked with you. Oh, sister, how are you? Ah, things going. The way he make his face cry. You know that Sister, don't worry. Let's so pray. We sit under the coconut tree. Put a chair there. Spend extra time in church. Don't be in a hurry to go home. Open your purse. Maybe all you have is two five-cd notes. Two five-cd notes. Five-cd notes. Sister, it's difficult to Actually, so the now they are much. And yet, that is your heart. If you it's your heart. You have prayed. You've had fellowship. That's what we call fellowship. When your friends say say, oh, next week can we go home? I say now to you So you go home. Yes. You get to know your your house, your your children. You sit down together. Spend about two hours, three hours together. That is fellowship. 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 And they were doing it in the church. And from house to house. Don't always run to your own house. It's prisoners who do that. Prisoners. Prisoners. 
They bring him out into the sun. They put them back. Bring them into the house, into the sunshine, and they bring them back. Are you a prisoner? If all you do, come to church. Go home. Come to church. You are behaving like a prisoner. All this congregation are your brothers and sisters. Take somebody home. Talk with somebody. Relate with somebody. Have fellowship. Have fellowship. Do that with your husband. Do that with your husband. Ye evangelism. They had a vital witnessing experience with the unsaved wells. These you believers were witnessing all around about Jesus. They were talking about Jesus. Their husband. If you're a wife, your friends must know about your husband. Don't insult your husband to your friends. Don't talk about your problems with your, your husband with your friends. Praise your husband to your friends. Talk about the good things about your husband to your friends. Your friends must know your husband before they meet him. They must hear about his good works. They must hear about what he does for you. Talk to your friends about your wife, about your husband. Mention the, his name to your, 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 hus, to, to your friends. Talk about the good things. And they will respect your husband. And they will respect you. But if you complain, it's always about your husband to your friends. Not only will they disrespect your husband, but they will disrespect you. They will begin to call you a fool. So you are sitting in this marriage. You are being foolish. You, are, you, you don't think. They will give you bad examples. Or women who suffered in their marriage. And how they die. And they are preparing you to die. They are preparing you for your marriage to break. Because what you tell them. They will tell you worse. Because there are only few good marriages in this world. So hold yours well. Hold yours well. Hold your husband well. And talk well about him. Just like the church. Talk about your church well. Talk about your church. Talk about Christ. 
Christ. Be a good witness for Christ. The early church were everywhere talking about Jesus. 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 Whether in prison, whether they've been beaten by the roadside, it's Jesus. So no matter what you are going through, talk about the good things of your husband. Wherever there are feces, flies come there. When you talk evil about your husband, demons will come there. But that's not what you want. You talk well about your husband, the Holy Spirit will come there. And God will be present. And amazing things will happen in your home. This is the wife of Christ. They worship the Lord. They were instructed. They had a learning experience. They have fellowship. They have evangelism. The wife of Christ. Christo is When the choir stand in the front, and they are worshiping, we are not just watching them. They lead us into the presence of God. And we sing what they sing. We adore what they are adoring. Who they are adoring. In the same way as you worship your husband, others will join you. They will say, Your husband is a good man. Yes. Yes, he may not be perfect. There's none who is perfect. But talk about him well. Respect him. And worship him. And when you do that consistently, one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. How, many, how long have you been married? How long have you been married? 36 years. You do that 36 years. And I'm doing that 34 years. There will be no room for the devil. Jesus will fill every area. God will be glorified. We are talking about the church. The original wife of Christ. And we are copying that into our homes. Shall we pray? You want to be that church who worships and had a learning experience and in true fellowship and pray that this will be your experience this will be my experience 
You'll be growing in this. Talk to God. 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 Open your mouth and talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. And let's be the wife that we are called to be. To Christ. Emma Christo. To Christ. Emma Christo. To Christ. Emma Christo. And he will take care of the rest. He will take care of the rest. I want to give you the opportunity to give your life to Christ and be his wife. Be his wife. If this is your prayer, I'd like you to lift up your hand. You want to come to Christ. Or you want to join our church. If your hands are up and you want this is your desire. Please step forward. We want to pray with you and lead you into the arms of Christ. Lead you into the arms of Christ. And let him come into your heart. Wise new people are coming to Christ. Those of us who want to join the church and you want to dedicate yourself to Christ. You want to dedicate yourself to Christ. You too can pray as the choir leads us. You too can pray as the choir leads us. Philip, please go ahead and lead them in prayer. Let's all worship the Lord and pray for grace. For grace. That the clouds was a sorrow, the sun.